Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. The football weekend awaits. Let's start yapping about it. As always, with the man seated to my immediate right from nfl.com. You see him on NFL Fantasy Live all the time. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. What a pleasure Big to day. see you once again. Big day. Why? I just feel that, and I get this a lot on Twitter, is that now that we're both on the Wednesday and Thursday NFL Fantasy Live shows again, Together, uh-huh. everybody likes that. Well, you they know what I don't the, like when what? I see when I walk by a TV here at the NFL Network and mm-hmm. I see myself on it. Mm-hmm. There's something I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't lie to the man in the mirror. <laughs> I have to be honest, and and rank. I thank you for your honesty. Everybody else says, "No, no, Dave, it's not true." That's not helping me. What am I talking about? Talking about the return of the pie face. <laughs> I slimmed up so nice in the summer, you know? Just a little bit of running on the treader, you know, mm-hmm. making a few miles here and there when I could. Eating right, maybe replacing a beer with a red wine. Is that good? Is it good to replace beer with red wine, or would it what be better I to go know? hard alcohol? What do I? I don't know. Listen, what's a, I, I don't know what's right, but I do know this. What's wrong? And that's Dave Damashek's returning pie face. I don't want that. I got the Travolta syndrome, as I say. Not the bad hair, although that ain't uh, as good as it used to be. But the Travolta, and Ted Kennedy had it. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger has it. Jay Cutler has it. Um, the first 15 pounds that you gain, some people that, that I gain at least, they go straight into my head. You know, I get a big melon head, you know, man, it's a shame. So I'm not happy about that. But all right, let's uh, not lament uh, my personal situation when we have so much football to discuss. A good show for you coming up here. Number 98 shall be. I'm calling it now because we have Matt Forte of the uh, of their on their by Chicago Bears first place. We're going to hear a little bit. You spoke of the NFL Fantasy Live show rank. We spoke this morning with uh, Golden Tate. Now, he was involved. I, I remember his, his name stands out to me because he was involved in a play, right? That, 
was right. replayed a little bit. Right, right, right. Uh, and he also, it's interesting because we were talking fantasy with him. He is an actual NFL football player playing NFL fantasy football. Mm-hmm. You always hear, there are a lot of baseball players I know that do fantasy football, and I know there are pl- football players that do baseball and so on. You, the, w- an emerging thing is that players are actually playing in the sport or playing fantasy in the sport that right, they are right, actually right. Um, paid to play. And uh, so that was kind of a fun conversation, the psychology of that. I don't want to ruin it. Uh, you'll listen for that. And then also our new feature here that we like to do on our second podcast each week, the Debate Club, the Around the League Debate Club with our two chums, the Scribes from uh, Around the League, Dan Hanzoos and uh, Mr. Fancy Pants, Mark Sessler. So that's coming up as well for you. Also, I have to make my uh, picks. I want to do them as fast as we possibly okay. can. And then uh, should we – what do you say? Well, how do we do the show here today, Rank? Okay. Do I make my picks right now? Let's do it now. Ta- make my picks, and then we're also, you just two minutes ago Tweet tweeted out. out, let's take some tweet questions, right? Yep. All right, so first let me make my picks. Black tie behind the glass. What's the poop, fella? What's going on, guys? How you doing? All right. You almost you almost seemed happy there, the way you said that. You almost seemed like you're in a good mood, Black I'm, Tie. I'm getting better. It's almost a weekend here, so I'm feeling good. I know. Poor you. It's so tough having to having to talk and work on pro football all week. It's 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 a grind, fella. It's, it's a grind. rough. Speaking of jobs though, oh. I've got a shout out. Oh, it's time for the shout out. I do Excellent. have a shout out. Well, this goes back to the saying that finding a job is a job in itself. So my shout out today is going out to those who were jobless. Your wow. shout out are jobless people. Yes, it's a job in itself to find a job. Hey, all the people out there looking for a job, they know how hard it is right now just trying to get a job. I so. like that. Black tie does not equal Mitt Romney. He says, <laughs> I care about the 47%. <laughs> I like that. Good for you. All right, so black tie, real quick before we uh, before we press on, I do have to at NFL.com uh, slash pick em. I think that's how you get to that. Yeah, NFL.com slash pick em. Rank makes his picks. I make mine. A lot of people here at uh, NFL do the same thing, and you can check those out. And, by the way, programming note at NFL.com, the new check to the future is up there. Mm-hmm. Rank and I are 23-7 and seven on the season. Where's our due, Black Tie? When are, when's the parade already? No one, no one can touch that mark. What the hell was that for? What is, who's the blaster for? I don't know. You guys. What, what do you it? mean, you guys? I, wait, wait. Ask him. Do you even know what segment we do? Our pick em thing is. Do you even know what that is? Check to the future. I watched. Oh that. wow. Okay. Honestly, I would have lost. You guys, I would have lost. You guys, I like. I don't keep up. I watch Shame Report. I watch Check to the Future. Yeah. Keep up with the podcast. I watch a fantasy live show every day, every weekday. Do you do you watch my Madden ratings update? Well, considering I produce that, yes, I do. Do you watch? Oh, you're pulling back. Are you pulling back the curtain that much? (laughs) By that standard, we shouldn't be surprised if you don't watch that segment. You don't listen to this podcast, so why would we expect you to watch something that you're producing? Let's let's blow through our picks here to pull back the curtain, as Rank just said. We're recording on Thursday afternoon. It's about uh, 45 minutes away from the kickoff of the Thursday night special on on, uh, the NFL Network, Steelers at Titans. I am taking the Steelers, Mm -hmm. and you're listening to this on Friday, so you know if I'm one up or if I'm one down. (laughs) All right, what? No, no, that's good. Let's see. Black tie. I'm going to leave it to you. How much time do I have? I want this to be fast. Ten seconds. I can't do For it in all? ten seconds. That's what? impossible. That should I possible. do? Should I do the referee half court thing at the with the arm? 
the half arm motion. Well, how about yeah? Give give me some music. To, you know, put, give me a little music here to, to, to really help my up. pace. All right, ready? I, you, you call it out here, and I'm going to get through these picks real fast. We'll see how well I do. I'm going to shame the world. If they're listening right now, anybody listening right now, listen to how well Damashek does with his picks, and I'm going to do it a, probably about ten times faster than it takes you to, to get yours done. Tell me when to start. And begin. Cincinnati at Cleveland Bengals. Indianapolis Colts at New York Jets. Jets. Rams at uh, Dolphins. I have Dolphins. Raiders at Falcons. Falcons. Chiefs at Bucks. Yuck. Bucks. Lions at Eagles. Eagles. Goodbye, Lions 2012 season. Cowboys at Ravens. The Cowboys go in there and upset them. Bills at the Cardinals. Yuck again. I say the Bills steal this one. Patriots at Seahawks. Patriots win big. Sorry, Seattle fans. Minnesota at Washington. I'm going Skins there, Giants at Niners, Niners are my pick, Packers at Texans, Packers need this one, Packers get this one, lastly, Broncos at Chargers, Chargers win, Peyton 2-4. and four. How long did that take me? Took you a good 40 seconds, that was awful. Why and is that awful? Mostly, Less than wrong. a minute? Now let me go back and think about that. One, Which one concerned you the most there, Rank? Which of my picks that I just made do you disagree with do you think i was too rushed on i think cowboys ravens is one that people would be surprised by. surprised about but i feel and uh you're usually i'm gonna say you're always spot on with the ravens almost always don't curse me i'm not I know, always that's spot the thing. on but i they pretty do. good like you always you always pick out when the ravens are going to be good when they're going to be bad you seem to have a pretty good handle on them so if you're picking the cowboys to win that's the that's the game where i look at them like Maybe I should rethink that one. I think I also, it festers for us. I think it festers when you lose a game in ugly fashion and then you have two weeks until your next one. I think nationally I've certainly been spending time making fun of Tony Romo and saying why does this guy continue to get the starting gig seven years in. Mm-hmm. But the fact is they're 2-2. Two and two. That win against the Giants was terrific. Their other win came against Tampa Bay. It was underwhelming. So I'm not sure who this team is yet, but two weeks to get it right. I, they have to sense that in that tough division, um, they need to get the ball rolling here. And Baltimore, as good as they've been under Harbaugh since he got there, one thing you can say: the thing that generally keeps them from those thirteen and three seasons uh-huh. is that they that they do swoon periodically for right. a little while. They look terrible against Kansas City. In fact, they should have lost at the Chiefs last weekend. And I think the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys. One week gets in there. The well, they Steelers. Always, they always seem to struggle after a big win, and they were coming off the win over the bank. Wait, were they coming off the win off the Patriots, and then they struggled? Then they yeah. had a win. It, it always seems you look when they beat the when they beat the Steelers. No, they beat they they, they went but when they uh, do, Patriots won Thursday night football against the Browns. They didn't look great that night. And um, yeah, so so they haven't looked good really since that uh, Patriots game, the uh, the Ravens, and all this talk about how great Joe Flacco is seems to have died down a little bit. But it's always on at home. He looks great at home. He has six of his seven touchdown passes. Have Didn't come look at home. great against Cleveland. Good enough. I didn't think he was. Uh, I thought he looked. Uh, well, again, I thought like he did. I, said, I thought. I, I think Cleveland's a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. And I feel, especially in division games, when the teams play each other so much that there's a lot of familiarity, that 
Joe Flacco, those games are going to be tough for Joe Flacco because these guys have so much tape on them. They know what he's good at, what he's bad at. So those division games are always closer. That's why that's why the 49ers will lose to the Cardinals like they did last year. But, you know, they're blowing out teams from mm-hmm. especially interdivi- or interconference. Interesting. Well, I'll, I'll say this about the Ravens, and the same thing goes for the Steelers. Again, I'm not sure what happened to them on Thursday night because the game hasn't been played yet where we sit, even though we have that DeLorean. We really, that's what we should why have done. Why didn't we use, why didn't we should we go have there? jumped in the, we should have watched the game and then come back and pretended like we already knew the outcome of that game. Either way, Steelers and Ravens both are brand name defenses. It doesn't mean that they're actually good in 2012. I think people hear, oh, Tony Romo, he's already struggling. Now he's got to go play that Ravens defense. Hey, guess what? When Suggs ain't in there, it's not that good. Ray Lewis, the the uh, the secret is out. He is way, way, way past his best years. Probably this year should be his last, if not next year. Ed Reed still makes the big plays, but he's not consistently great. So anyway, the brand-name defense uh, that is the Baltimore Ravens, I say the Cowboys get it. The two that concern me the most, though, Bills at Cardinals. Right. Well, I mean, How this... do you call that game? I don't believe in the Cardinals like you. They have no running backs anymore. They never Kevin did. Cobb is whatever. You're acting, okay, it's not like Adrian Peterson went out for that team. All right. It was Ryan Williams. But Kevin There's, Cobb now must carry the load. That's the game, not good. The, the reason that game scares me so much is because Buffalo. How could you be scared of that game? Of what the you, Bills? You, you care that tough. much about Arizona? I told you, jump off. What did I tell you Why? yesterday? Get As off a, the Arizona nonsense. It's over. It was a nice start for the season. You don't feel that way. You They're know what? I, I like to be a fan of a team. You know, we're not all born into this the Steel City. And we get to root for the you know root for the Steelers year in year out. The thing is though is everybody's just assuming, and this probably bleeds into our fantasy analysis too, is that everybody's like, oh, you look at the Bills, they've given up the most yards, they've given up the most fantasy points, and all this stuff. And you're like, that to me is always recipe for going out and losing. The one thing I will say though, and this is bad for the Bills, they got to fly across the country to play consecutive games, San Francisco and going to Arizona. Like that doesn't seem fair, but. You know, it's a game that scares me, and I don't know if the Cardinals are going to tempt fate by wearing the black jerseys again. Maybe it gets them going. I feel that the Cardinals can move. They, if the Cardinals win this game, they improve to five and one. I feel like the, they'll be getting close to a nine and seven year. No, they get they're going eight and eight this season, That's, That's, which is a good season for them. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's Sorry, what excites Dave. you, all right. We have different standards for what's yes, successful. Yes, I'm assuming that they're the other go one the is Chiefs at Buccaneers. That's an ugly game. Um, I think we I, I think we know for certain that it's going to be Brady Quinn, right? Matt Castle has uh, been absolutely ruled out there. A a woeful Buccaneers team thus far. A very disappointing Chiefs team. That's a tough one. Hey, look who it is behind the glass there, walking into Studio 66 right now. Is that a skater kid? Oh, no, it's Matt Money Smith. What a hipster. The (laughs) hippest guy in all of NFL Fantasy Live. Is that fair to say? Easily. Matt Money Smith's the coolest guy? Oh, yeah. That's the one, like, now I get a lot of people who are impressed that I know you and I hang out with you. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. I would say most of the time. Believe me, I'm surprised that I hang out with you, too. I got a text yesterday. Like, hey, hey, man, do you you work with Matt Money Smith? (laughs) That's just not true. To which I I sent my friend a text back, and I said, well, first of all, thanks for watching NFL Fantasy Live, because I appreciate that. But, of course. Of course. You know what's funny is that Matt Money Smith has been charged on Twitter, to my Twitter account. People have asked, have made this charge against him. And it's ironic given his voice versus my voice is, I hear a lot of, 
Shaq, why do you talk in that fake voice all the time? Like, yes, this is the voice I've chosen to use on the radio. <laughs> yeah. this, this is my actual voice. This is how I actually sound. But I think it's more entertaining to be a nasally <laughs> annoying creep. Matt Money Smith, same thing. Matt Money Smith, that's not his real voice. Yes, he's 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 really committed to yeah. this character he's playing. Kids, uh, you, you can have these pipes if you start smoking Benson and Hedges 100s at 13. <laughs> and that's a that's God's honest truth story. 13 years old. Is that right? Yeah. You know, we were smoking, uh, and you grew up in the Midwest. It's just the way things work. You know, you try to, to sip the booze, and you, you smoke the cigarettes. and uh, Because it's cold out. You're in your basement. What the hell else are you going to do? Somebody's parents smoke, so you, you sneak one of the lung darts and see how it tastes, and um, we couldn't buy the Marlboro Lights or the Camel Lights. They wouldn't sell them to us. So at 13... Too strong? Well, no, it was just they knew they were for us, you know, because that was the kid brand. So I came up with this idea. Uh, my old man smoked Marlboro Red, so I came up with this idea. Well, why don't we... Why don't we just ask for one of these, you know, crappy brands that we see old men smoking, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll say, hey, look, sir, please sell these to me. If I don't bring them home, my old man's gonna beat the hell out of me, you know. <laughs> right. And they and you guilt them into it. And so Benson and Hedges was just that one brand that I pulled out of my rear, and uh, that became our brand. Of Paul choice. Mall would have worked too. I yeah, think. Yeah, Paul Mall, Cools, like any of those Cools. brands. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Twenty Fifth Hour. It's kind of like in Twenty Fifth Hour that that uh, Ed Norton's friends give him a good beating. Yeah. Once every three months or so, you had one, Matt Money Smith had one of his friends punch him in the eye so he had a black eye to sell to the guy. Like, See, I didn't bring him home last week. You gotta give him to you. me. Yeah. So there you go. That's where the pipes came from. Smoking at thirteen. All right. So Matt Money Smith from one of the great uh, sports radio shows in all the land, and it can be heard pretty much across the land on Fox Sports with uh, with the great uh, Petros Papadakis. Listen for that. You want to plug that in any way, or just say sure, figure Fox, it out. FoxSportsRadio.com. There you go. And then also with. Uh, I- Bucky Brooks with Bucky Brooks, the Draft Tracker yeah. podcast, which you're going to be doing momentarily here in Studio 66. Make yourself at home, please, Matt Money Smith. All right, I'll hang out. Quickly now. Oh, and we, we've got uh, your pal Matt Forte coming up and uh, a few other things, but uh, let's get to those Twitter questions real quick here, Rank. What, what's what's your favorite? What's been uh, sent over by the Czech Republic slash Rank Amateurs for us? Sarah Peters. At Indy Sarah, she asked, which superhero impresses the uniform monitor oh. the most? Wow. Superhero uniform. I Maybe I have been influenced by the Incredibles. Remember the great uh, story about why you can't wear capes? I kind of don't love capes. Batman, is that too easy a choice to make? A Worst one, bit. Aquaman. That's a, that looks like an outfit that his mom made for him. Like, I got to have an outfit to be a superhero. And she's like, I stitched this together. That cheesy green uh, orange, orange scaly top, yeah. shirt lame is that part of his you know because i was so poor as a child uh i had aquaman underoos because they oh, were always no. on discount so uh, all the other kids in the neighborhood at the sleepover would have batman and superman and i'd roll out my aquaman you poor thing <laughs> i know aquaman. I felt less of a man. so i became a fan of aquaman because of my underoos at the age of six <laughs> and all my friends are like aquaman and i was like yeah i mean aquaman's the coolest isn't he <laughs> he's cool now <laughs> they've during the reboot Jeff Johns took over that comic book, and yep. uh, they've they've really made a concerted effort to make him more cool. If I had to walk down the street, and and I, I wouldn't want to be in a unitard like uh, like Flash, you know, the Flash. That's right. just what you, I think in real terms you would look awfully weird. I'm going to go Iron Man. Yeah, I was going to say it has uh, to be Iron Man because of the suit or Daredevil. I don't know why that one seems kind of cool. I, I, Iron yeah, Man, but then you're cool. blind. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take that. I mean, yeah. Matt Money Smith, you have a vote. Well, You're I'm going not a Aquaman. communist, so I'm going uh, Captain America. 
you, you filthy communists That's right. over there. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, yep. I mean, come all on. those who chose to oppose the shield must yield. Continue, <laughs> Rank. Next question. We will take one from Josh. How do you feel about ketchup and mayo on a burger? I don't like mayo on anything, period. Mayo is one of the one. It, it is. Dave will put almost anything in his belly, but uh, one of my two or three kryptonites uh, uh, food-wise is mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. No, no, and no. I have no compunction, however, about putting ketchup on a hot dog. Now, oh, my God, there you are communist. There a lot of people you get crazy. Communist. Ask Dirty Harry. Ask Dirty Harry. I know the stories. How I've heard dare it. you? I've heard what it. are you, a small child? Ketchup on a hot dog? <laughs> I, why is, I will, that, why I will, is that so out of bounds? I it's get a crazy. sweet sauce. Oh it's gosh. a sweet sauce. I will back you up on a lot of things, and I will let a lot of the little quirks you have go, but I will not play ball with ketchup no, on it. No, that's a, a deal dog. breaker. Mustard know. and onions. Mustard and onions. And I'm you come not, from a great blue-collar city like Pittsburgh. They I make delicious you. hot dogs in Pittsburgh. Oh, you know what? Well, that's too. what it is. You know what? As a matter of fact, today, October 11th, I'd like to point out the 168th birthday of H.J. Hines, the founder of the Hines Company. Wow. I like that. I have said it before. I will say it again now. Matt Money Smith, a renaissance man. In the, <laughs> you, he, knows, he knows more. You debunk... What is the uh, the one line I know from uh, that I always remember from um, uh, Great Gatsby is uh, Nick Carraway, the the right. narrator of of the novel, the greatest American book ever written, perhaps, or of the three greatest American novels I've, that Dave Damashek's read. It was my favorite one. Is um, is uh, you know the um, the most limited of all specialists, the well rounded man. That's how Carraway describes himself. Matt Money Smith, though. A well-rounded man. It seems like you can speak on almost any subject, feeling, including Heinz. I, <laughs> I feel I that's going to be the, the dead guy birthday of the day, right? It is going to be the day, uh, but, but it is every year. I, oh, yeah. I treat October 11th as a holiday. Favorite condiment, Matt Money Smith. Well, uh, no, this is we got uh, actually the ultimate male Thunderlips ask, "What is the best cheese for a burger?" If we want to say uh, this, cheddar. Although, well, you know what? Crumbled blue is delicious on a burger. But it does limit your options otherwise. Like if you go blue, then you, you really can't then spread your wings with some of the other condiments. I, I go mean, pepper jack. Pepper jack. Love the pepper jack. It's a nice choice. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty traditional, I guess, in that regard. Uh, and I like brown mustard, to finish your uh, thought there, favorite condiment. That's very nice. Brown, that, nice. that deli mustard. You know, We've got to do a whole show. We've talked about doing it. We really do have to do a sandwich special show with Matt Money Smith at some mm-hmm. point soon. Um all right, what's a, you got another one? I thought I've, we were going down a path there, and I can't remember where we were going, so proceed with the next question. Craig Dodge, best breakfast cereal. Everybody likes to talk about food. Is that, is that you know, this is, is this what happened? 40, what so, the podcast has come to? My parents made their love all these years ago to have a grown man yeah. take field questions about this sort of thing. You're an expert. I guess I mean, so. these people <laughs> view you as an expert. Repeat the question. <laughs> best Breakfast cereal. Yeah. Mini wheats? Ooh. Is that lame? You know what I like? I Mini like wheats. I'm not with I that. don't like the name of it, but Smart Start. It's got that it's got that uh, that sweet uh Yeah, because because we're all about the same age, uh I'd love your opinion on this. I submit a breakfast cereal that is no longer uh produced. Apple raisin crisp. But I don't like raisins. See, it dominated my childhood yeah, and then it. disappeared. I, I asked my older brother if we should write a uh, a strongly worded letter to the Kellogg's company <laughs> once they decided to pull it off the shelf. Answer yes. Yeah, we, we should, did. We should, did. 
And we got a case of like honey O's or something like that. I'm not kidding. Sent to the old Smith house. Wow. Excellent. I, um, yeah, you know, listen, growing up, I think my favorite one was, I really like Boo Berry. Oh, yeah. Blueberry was my favorite. Best of, of the, the monsters. The monster cereals. Best of the monsters. And the hardest one to get, ironically. Coca, yeah. you know, uh, Count Chocula was easy to and get. Frankenberry. Yeah. Frankenberry, easy to get. You have to look a little bit for the, for the boo. But I like that. Is it wrong to say Lucky Charms is a little offensive? Lucky Charms isn't good. It's all it's about the mushrooms. to Irish people. Um, no, I'm Irish. It does not offend me. <laughs> Why I'm, I'm very proud you? of it. I'm very pr- If it's not no. for Lucky Charms, we I'm don't Irish for- and I'm offended. Really? All right. Step in line. Now, Better than drinking and uh, fighting. Unfortunately, that's, that's what, we know, what we're known for: drinking, is. fighting, cutting soap. So much meat on this. <laughs> so much meat on this bone, and sadly, we have to shut it down now. So Matt Money Smith can do his precious draft tracker podcast, presumably available on iTunes. So we'll turn it over to him quickly, though. First, let's hear a conversation with Chicago Bears running back Matt Forte. All right, Rank, here he is, one of the great uh, running backs in reality and in fantasy Mm -hmm. from the Chicago Bears, the first place Chicago Bears at that, enjoying their bye week. It's Matt Forte. How are you, man? I'm good. How you doing? I can't complain. What are you doing with your your bye week here? Uh, Right now, I'm at Tilden High School over in the south side of Chicago doing the uh, Duracell Chester Power Event. Oh, yes, we're familiar. We, we love Duracell. We, talk, talk about Duracell. We just are, are pleased to announce that uh, Rank and I, our little segment we do here called Check to the Future, is uh, now sponsored by Duracell. So we're thrilled. What are you doing with Duracell? I'm um, here doing the Trust Your Power event. It's about, you know, trusting yourself to power through anything. And um, basically, I came and I, we donated some uh, football equipment to the team, some uh, Texas instrument calculators. A defibrillator and some Duracell batteries for the the kids. You know they don't have a lot, and uh, the football team only has you know 15 kids on there, so they got to play you know both ways. It's kind of tough on them, so just to inspire them a little bit and you know help them out. That's nice. Good work. Fifteen uh, guys. That's yeah. Iron Man football there. Yeah. That's kind of like in Revenge of the Nerds. Remember the movie <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? Adams College. That team. They talk about how they're a top ten team, but when you see them out on the field, they're only like fifteen or twenty of those guys. <laughs> you ever see Revenge of the Nerds, Matt Forte? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that plenty of times. What is your favorite movie? Favorite <laughs> movie probably is uh, Predator. Predator. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, well, you don't have to tell me who was in that one. You know who else is in that one? Apollo Creed. He has my yeah, favorite. Sh- Remember when he walks up when uh, Schwarzenegger walks up to uh, Apollo Creed and they do the uh, they they give the hand clasp up yeah, high and he yeah. says, "Dylan, I see the CIA has you pushing too many pencils." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. So well, you're big. Parts. <laughs> it is well. I mean, and, and then and then later, sadly, Apollo Creed has that same arm chopped off by the Predator, but it keeps on shooting the machine gun. <laughs> yeah, and screaming. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, he is screaming the whole way. How about a spoiler alert there? What if somebody hasn't seen Predator yet? Yeah, that was unfair. If they, <laughs> haven't, if they haven't seen it yet, they don't deserve to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Forte, let's talk about your high-flying Chicago Bears. And let's start with, uh, I obviously want to talk about uh, you continuing uh, running the ball so great. But the guy, you know, they say it's a quarterback league. So let's start there. Jay Cutler, it seems like. There's always a lot of talk around this guy, even though, like I say, first place team and everything else. And I think it has to do with the 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 outward look that he has for the world. He seems disengaged. He seems to be uh, down in the dumps. Is a, I guess a good way to put it. Talk about what Jay Cutler's like to be around in the locker room and down on the field. 
he's great to be around. I mean, he gets too much. You know, people analyze uh, what he does and his his body English and all that stuff. They just analyze it too much and kind of blow it up. You know, I mean, if you put a camera on me for 24 hours a day and see some of the faces I make, you'd probably be like, oh, man, he's down the dumps and all this stuff, you know, sometimes. But, um, you know, he just gets a lot of scrutiny from the media and, uh, you know, everybody else is just kind of fall into it and believe the hype, I guess. But uh, he's an awesome teammate to be around. I mean, when he when we're, we're um, playing and, you know, he's got to get guys going, he's going to, you know, uh, be a leader and talk to him. And then we're playing well, he's going to make sure we stay on top of it. You know, he's the leader of the offense and, um, you know, we uh, we trust him and we stand behind him. How about off the field? Is he fun to hang? Like, would you, get, would you guys kick back and watch Predator together? Do you think he would enjoy that film? Yeah, me, uh, me, him, and uh, Brandon hang out a lot. You know, especially when I came into camp, I wasn't there during the whole entire off season. So uh, when we got into camp, me, him, and Brandon would would hang out and you know do stuff. There wasn't anywhere else to go. We were in dorms, so you know it was pretty fun hanging out and playing games and stuff. Tell me something. You guys are now. I I don't think it's necessarily a surprise that uh, your team is off to a, a nice four and one start and sits in first place. The Vikings, though, certainly are. I thought that this was going to be maybe the worst team in football. The Vikes, and you both are looking down two games up on the Green Bay Packers and uh, two and a half games up on the Detroit Lions. Are you guys talking about that? Is that something that goes on in the locker room, looking at the standings at this point in the year and, and sort of saying, wow, we got a, we got a real shot at, uh, at getting not just uh, winning the division but getting one of those top two seeds, or is it too soon for that? No, we're always every, every weekend uh, looking at the teams that's in our division, you know, all the, the Lions, the uh, Vikings, and um, the Packers. And uh, looking at what they do, and um, yeah, the Vikings have uh, definitely improved since uh, the last couple of years, and you know they're going to be another team to watch. You know, our division has three, um, you know, I mean, including us, so four, four teams. That's uh, you know, pretty tough, you know, uh, defenses and offenses to play against. So um, it's going to be, you know, probably at least two teams in this division that go to the playoffs. So. It's a it's a tough division to play in. I guess that's why they call it the black and blue division, though. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of that, what do you think about? I've said this. I, I I've talked to Vikings. I've talked to Lions. We talked to Cliff Avril and Percy Harvin recently, and I said the same thing to them. What do you think? Every team in the NFC North should have to play outside. There should be no domes in that division. How say you? I don't know. I think it's a it's a pretty break from uh, <laughs> you know playing at Soldier Field. So when we you know, get a chance to play in the dome somewhere, and whether it's in uh, Detroit or uh, Minnesota, get a pretty good break for us. Yeah, I don't, I don't, why? What's I don't, going I don't on? Like playing outside constantly. I don't get it with you. That's the same answer that Harvin and Averill gave to that question. Yeah. What? Hey, why? You, you probably. I don't know. Have you ever played outside in, in the freezing cold weather? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have because we used to play a turkey bowl in my backyard every Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I know <laughs> what it's your, like. In, yeah, in your backyard. Though. I'm talking about NFL football. <laughs> I, no, I have I played NFL yeah. football? No, my mother wouldn't let me play football in pads. But I, I would be in the NFL. I will say this to you: I don't think it's. I, I think it's a bad statement, and I hope Commissioner Goodell's listening right now. That Dave Damashek is tougher apparently than uh, oh, the players in the NFL in the, in the <laughs> NFC North. They want to play inside rank. <laughs> they want to be indoors. Uh, Damashek wants to be out in the elements. You see, a home field advantage yeah. come January. That's what Forte and company are playing for. Matt, let me ask you about this. You guys are um, you. There was a lot of talk going into the season. Obviously, your contract situation and so on. In the meantime, the 
Bears go out and get Michael Bush and whether or not that was going to affect the number of carries and whether or not you were happy with that and cool with that. Right now, at uh, like I say, at the quarter pole in the Bears season, 58 carries for Matt Forte, 58 carries for Michael Bush. How does that sit with you? Um, are you happy with yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, the only reason it's like that is because I had to sit out an entire game. True, and, yeah. Uh, I got injured in the Packers game and didn't get to play basically the rest of the second half and uh, had to sit out the Rams game. So that's the way it looks like that. But, um, you know, the way we do it is, you know, I get the ball and I, I get to play as much as I want. You know, if I get tired or if I get an injury or something, then I come out and Mike comes in. So there's no uh, – there's no bad feud there or anything like that in the running back room. All right, Matt Forte, we appreciate the time there and uh, continued success to you personally as well as to the Chicago Bears as you make your charge. Enjoy your bye week, fella, and then we'll look forward to watching you on Monday Night Football when you host those Detroit Lions. Go get them, man. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. All right, there he goes. Thanks, the man. great Matt Forte. All right, next up, as promised, we have Golden Tate uh, from NFL Fantasy Live. Our conversation with him earlier this morning. Take a listen. Adam Rank, look at who it is. It's the Golden Domer himself having a gangbusters 2012 in Seattle. It's Golden Tate. How are you, man? Everything's coming up golden this year between the Fighting Irish and Seattle. Good. I'm good. Just uh, getting ready for another week. Uh, Like you said, the Irish are lighting it up, so uh, that's been exciting to watch. Yeah, it's been exciting. Don't get too excited, though. I don't think undefeated is how this one's going to end. Let's talk about your pro team, Seattle, and uh, let's lead with the lead story, not just in Seattle, but in the NFC West. What do you make of these defenses? Did everybody not get the memo about this being a quarterback league in in that division? Yeah. um, You know, defensively, I think uh, all the teams in our conference, our division, are are good. Uh, We have have some great defenses. Uh, Also, we got some really good offenses, so, yeah. Well, but I'm a little bit concerned, though, because it depresses fantasy value. Let's talk about fantasy because you are a fantasy owner yourself. How's Golden Tate doing for Golden Tate this year? Um, I haven't used myself as much as uh, I, I wanted, but uh, I'm, I'm sticking with what's been working. I'm 4-1 right now with, with the lineup I have, so I've just been sticking with that so far. Wait a minute. So you have yourself, but you're not playing. I just picked you up on the waiver wire in like three leagues. I'm I'm trying to start you this week. Is that a good move? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I actually might throw myself in there also. Yeah, don't make me try to convince you, but you got to start yourself against the Patriots. That's a pretty good matchup. I think you can do very well against them. I, I think so, too, and that's why uh, I'm going to make that game time decision and, and probably throw myself in there. I want you to announce it now. Are you ready to say that Golden Tate is going to be playing for Golden Tate this weekend? All right. I'm going to be playing for myself this weekend. This is a little bit of a therapy session, I feel like, because I want Golden to have enough confidence to place himself. Who are the options that you've got ahead of yourself on your own fantasy team? Yeah. Uh, I've got Stevie Johnson. Uh, Okay. I've got – I'm going to go ahead and bench Tom Brady this week because I don't expect him to do too well against us. Um, I like that. I like that move. That's a move you must make. Smart yes. move. I also have uh, Marshawn. I have uh, Frank Gore. Um, I have Lance Moore. I have Brandon Marshall. Uh, myself, Doug Baldwin. So we got, we got a pretty good team here going. Well, you're sitting I- Tom Brady. Is Russell Wilson then being inserted as your quarterback? I've been Ben Roethlisberger. Ah, so. Not okay. too bad. Yeah. Thursday, yeah, start him tonight on Thursday night. I don't mind saying either. Stevie Johnson, bench him. Put yourself in there. I'm making that same. I, I'm not kidding you. I have that exact same scenario on playing him. But you're, 
your matchup this week, if we have Marshawn Lynch, I got him on a team. Is he a good play against the Patriots? Yeah, I, I think uh, Marshawn Lynch is a good play against any any team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting him to come ready to play uh, as he's been doing the last few years he's played with us. So I'm expecting big things, big numbers, big points out of Marshawn this week. Is the game plan going to be more run heavy this week against the Patriots? Um, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do what we do. Uh, we're obviously a, a running team. Uh, we're going to keep trying to execute our plays, and uh, we're also going to throw the ball. So, uh, you know, we, we've been watching film so far. Uh, they have some good players, and we're, we're, we got some plays designed to, to, to be big for us. All right, Golden, best wishes against that Patriots defense. Play yourself, not just this week, but for the rest of the season. It sends the right message to the team, <laughs> to the fans and beyond, and uh, thanks for the time, Golden. Absolutely, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Good luck to the Fighting Irish as well. Nice fella. I worry about his self-esteem, though, Rank. The the guy doesn't play himself in fantasy. I like the realist. It's like if I was was doing doing a comedy fantasy league, I would start Louis C.K. over myself. I would. I'd feel comfortable. I. I yeah. I, I like. I like when they know their limitations. Human beings all would do that. But if you're yourself, if you're playing the sport, you must not no. only. Not only do you draft. He yourself, knows. He's Damashek's a- an NFLer. Damashek in his fantasy draft isn't just being drafted. He's drafted first. He's the one he- in the meetings. He's the one in the meetings. He knows what's going down. All right. So and uh, lastly, so uh, good stuff from uh, from. Tate there. Lastly, as we do at the end of every episode, we honor the player who wore the episode number best. We're on number 98 rank, our second to last. Our penultimate naming of an athlete in number 98. Who wore it best in sports history? Was Jerome Simpson number 98? What have you you been doing with yourself? You can't look that up? Black tie. Chop, chop, fella. Who's number 98? Who do we got wearing the number 98 in sports history? I'm sorry. I was thinking Jerome Brown. Now, Jerome Brown. Ricky Hunley? What number did I think Jerome Ricky Brown Hundley, wear? the big, uh, the almost, uh, you know, he had sort of a pot belly uh, uh, as a linebacker, if uh, memory serves, with the uh, with the Falcons. No 98s, right? Man, I'm trying to think. This yeah, is a stump. Yeah, yeah. Geico's own Brown Arakpo? Brian Arakpo? Brian Arakpo? Right. What a sad oh, thing. No. We're Brian just Racker. about done here, and we, and, we don't have, uh, and we don't have a 98 ready to go here. I apologize to you, the listener. Um, all right. Let's get out of here then, Rank, um, unless you can quickly shout out a 98. I'll wrap things up here and uh, and turn things over to our new segment, our pals from around the league, Dan Hanzoos and pretty uh, and, and Mr. Fancy Pants, uh, Mark Sessler, coming at you with their 10-minute uh, ATL debate club. Entertaining stuff. Make sure you uh, stick around for that. See if you agree with Mrs. Sessler about Dan Hanzoos having a wonderful voice for radio. Her one and only comment about the, her husband's show was to compliment the other guy. All right, enjoy that. We'll talk to you on the other side of week six. Back for more Who in Applesauce then. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Thank you, Dave Damashek. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Debate Club. I'm joined here, as always, by my partner, Dan Hansis. That's me, and uh, you are... I'm Mark Sessler. I, I knew you looked familiar. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How's it going today? Yeah, it's going okay. Yeah. So we watched, uh, you know, let's get right into it. We watched Thursday Night Football together last night, and a very interesting game. I, 
the Steelers, weird things seem to happen on Thursday Night Football, don't they? Yeah, it's been a, a, a weird trait that started to build up here where th- things that you expect to happen don't, and you have to wonder how that plays into what's going on on Thursday. I mean, are these teams prepared for these games? Because you're not seeing what you expect, you know, week by week. It's really, it's, it's, it definitely seems to be a dynamic where the home team has a lot a lot going on. They're definitely walking in with a little more a little more energy, and we saw that last night. I mean, Tennessee really uh, was, their season was on the brink, I thought, very early here in the year, and it was a big win for their coach, I thought, Mike Munchak, to knock off the Steelers. I mean, he said as much after. Really, it got them off the, it got them off the, the, the schneid a little bit, and Munchak himself, I mean, we talked about him as a coach, I think, this week that, you know, you did a piece which was interesting about coaches on the warm seat. Right, on the ATL blog, which you and I write for, as well as Greg Rosenthal, our editor, and Kareem Copeland. I did a post called Warming Seat. I didn't want to go hot seat because I feel like, you know, it's a little it's premature. You know, but it's getting warm. It's a warming seat. So I called it the warming seat, and I did get some feedback on Twitter, um, you know, largely negative, people wanting to destroy me, um, and Titans fans that were upset that Munchek wasn't involved with that list because – you know, he's a guy that they were getting blown out by 25 points every week on average. Um, my list, just you know, just for fun of it, I had Pat Shermer, your boy in Cleveland, at one, followed by Chan Gailey in Buffalo, Jason Garrett in Dallas at three, Norv Turner, San Diego at four, and then uh, Rex Ryan at five as the guy that, you know, the sleeper um, right. warming seat if everything falls apart for the Jets, which is your disaster pick. Yeah, my per- it's a personal pick as a disaster that would hurt me um, horribly, and also I think it's realistic that that team would fall apart. But with Munchak, I mean, you have here's the guy. The guy on Twitter comes at me and he says, you know, how is Munchak not on this list? My Titans are you know just getting destroyed every week, and it kind of it it clicked with me because they have an owner that's not a young guy. You know, he showed it when he he kind of made that desperate bid to get Manning. And it didn't work out, and he was like, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. I don't know if he said that exactly. Well, that was the subtext. Subtext. I don't want to directly <laughs> uh, quote the guy incorrectly anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they go 5-11 and 11 or 4-12 and 12 and they're not competitive, Munchak's gone. But that win yesterday gives him a little breathing room, I would think, right? Yeah, I think, it's, I mean, I, I think it puts them back in that sort of bland – uh, mediocre territory in the AFC. Which everyone aspires to be in life, just bland and mediocre. No, I mean, listen, it's safe territory. Yeah, that's kind of you and I. That's our cottage industry. That's, it's, it's, it's a place to be. Which is why we were, we're given a podcast, because, oh, you know, they're very boring people, and, you know, people will be magnetized towards them. That's the game plan. You know, I, I, I you did met you called That doesn't Sh- make you, sense. Not at all. You called Shermer my boy. I'm not sure uh, I'm, I, can, I can jump on that train. I could see you in the corner of a bar. With, you know, six PBRs deep with Pat Shermer just trying to figure out where it all went wrong. Yeah, that could be that could be us in probably four <laughs> months. You know, maybe maybe by Valentine's Day because things – well, number one, you got you're going to be in a bar with Pat Shermer on Valentine's Day? I'm not painting that picture necessarily, but it's, it's, it's potential. Area man in bar with disposed head coach. <laughs> you know, Shermer probably would be in a, in a hijack kidnapping situation if I were actually somewhere with him in a tavern. It, Romance in the making. Thank you. That's our producer, Bryce, uh, piping in with his take on the situation. Potential bromance. That's interesting. Well, listen, I mean, Shermer, let's just say this. That's got to top my list. Technically, they have a new owner coming in. Beyond that, 
his record is a disaster. Right. I mean, he's what four and seventeen. He started out three and three, meaning he is one and fourteen since. And the team is actually showing some signs of life. But they've got a new owner coming in who wants to make a splash. And here's he, I'm going to pipe off to the next guy I think will be with a new team next year is Andy Reid. Oh, okay, that's fair. And so I'm 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 figuring that that means Andy Reid's Eagles are going to go down this year. You're saying I don't think they're going to do enough. I mean, I think that team needs to go to the Super Bowl for Reid to stick around. Maybe by his own choice, to be honest. Well, <clears throat> Reed is obviously the coach of an NFC team, but I do one thing I want to get back to is the AFC, which is a very strange conference right now. Yeah, um, I'd like to think that um, six playoff spots, the Patriots, the Texans, and the Ravens, all in good position right now. Certainly. Um, and then you got three more spots. Okay, so let me ask you this: Let's call it a death pool. All right, who's dead right now? Because I'm going to give you a list of teams that I came up with, because. I do research ahead of these podcasts, unlike you. You are a, you are a student. You're a mail-in type guy, <laughs> uh, famously. But I have this scrap piece of paper that's in terrible condition. Uh, let's see. You ready? Dead or alive? But these are dead to me, but you can jump in at any point. Okay. The Cleveland Browns. Play, we're talking about this is a playoff team? Dead. Yeah, they're six feet underground, dead. metaphorically. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Alive. Oh, come on. Jacksonville Jaguars. Dead. Tennessee Titans. Alive. Oakland Raiders. Dead. And Kansas City Chiefs. Alive. Why? Barely living. Okay. Brady Quinn is their quarterback. Listen, strange things happen in the National Football League. I'm only saying they're not dead. I'm not saying necessarily this is a surging team with playoff potential. They Life support. Life support. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that's my list. Is there anybody on your end that you think is dead? Well, I mean, I can't add to that list because I think I think you nailed I think you nailed it. But it's you know, listen, it is early in the year, and like it's hard. You think for I me. nailed it? But you had like half of them. You said I was wrong. Well, I, th- I don't think you. I don't think you missed anyone. Joyke. I think you. I think you maybe expanded the boundary line a little bit. Um, for me, I would I would say the Browns and the Jaguars are the only two teams right now that I would say absolutely have no chance of coming back because the Chiefs do have talent, um, but they've not, they've not shown that, and they've been sort of a disaster. A team like the Titans, I mean, listen, they just beat the Steelers like 12 hours ago. I can't, I can't knock That's them fair. out of this. That's fair, and I know if you have two wins at this stage, you're not, you're not technically dead. You, I mean, you're right in the mix of things if you had a couple good weeks in a row. But some of these teams, and the Titans, are even coming off a, a win over the Steelers, Steelers team that might not be that good. Fair enough. But – at the same time, you know, I still remember they've had large stretches of just complete ineffectiveness. And, I, you know, the same goes for, like, the Buffalo Bills, another two-win team that also has had some really hard losses. I, I really think sometimes those really bad losses, and you could even throw my Jets in there as well yeah. as a team that has two wins, but at the same time, you know, some of those losses really show you there's something up with these teams. You know, the, the Bills, for instance, were, they showed some moments of electricity early in the season, but, but their defense, you know, the thing that we went into the year saying this rebuilt Buffalo defense is going to be something to watch, it's been terrible. I mean, records setting bad. You, you and I, you know, on the Around the League blog, um, produce such an amount of content every week that – during the preseason and during the offseason, you know, we're, we touch on themes several times, you know, in a nuanced way. But the Buffalo Bills defensive line was one that I feel like 
we wrote, you know, 17,000 stories about of how course. you had Mario Williams, who they gave $100 million to, Mark Anderson, who was supposed to bring more pressure from the edge, Kyle Williams, who was healthy and was a guy that said, if this guy gets back, this is going to be a scary defensive unit. And instead, you know, what happened to them? It's it's hard to it's hard to really put it together how a team can fall on its face, and I think there, there's going to be big changes there. Now, one team we didn't mention that is uh, on the death list, surprisingly, I would say, is the Indianapolis Colts. I think we're both in agreement that team is has the potential to win eight games or more at this point, and a lot of that goes back to Andrew Luck. Let me ask you a question about the rookie quarterbacks now. Okay. If you had an expansion franchise, and first of all, what, what would be the name of your expansion franchise? Uh, I would call it the... Los Angeles student body. Hmm. What would the what would the logo be? It would be students and at desks. A big, a giant logo of an entire classroom of students at desks. That that's a marketing bonanza. That that's just awful. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's intimidating. Let's let's work on that. But okay, so you got the the LA student body um, has the first overall pick. You are the general manager. Of this, of this, we've moved so far into fantasy. Land yeah, this, this bizarre, point. this bizarre franchise that's going to struggle to sell any merchandise. But uh, who are you taking? Let's say this franchise was had the first pick in 2012. Who are you starting your franchise with? I would assume it's going to be one of the two big quarterbacks, Luck and RG3. But knowing what we have now, and then jumping back into the past sure who would you take we're talking quarterback I, yeah well you could take anybody you could take Brandon Whedon if you wanted to I wouldn't suggest it but you could who would you take I have that freedom um I I'm I'm gonna go with Andrew Luck it's very hard for me because I think RG3 has been anything anyone asked for uh but Luck to me I just he's been so comfortable in the pocket I feel like he's such he's a player that he's just come out completely de- delivered, you know, not even just statistically, but just as a leader, as someone out there on the field that seems to get it right off the bat. And he was the number one pick. I don't think he's disappointed on any level. So, you know, for me, he's a, he's a franchise uh, anchoring quarterback. And I, I think the Colts made the right move. He was the perfect fit for what they were doing. But for the L.A. student body, you, you can build the team however you want. I, I would think if I was in your position and I would first thing I do is I would change the team name and then fire the guy who was responsible <laughs> for the for that but then i would this is my team right somebody's got to step in though and that would be me and i would you know fire you <laughs> it would it'd be awkward but i would take robert griffin the third and, and that's because luck again this is like one of those things where you can't go wrong either way but uh rg3 has has lived up to the hype as being this guy that is kind of a evolutionary type talent you know yeah He's the type of guy that he can throw the ball, he can run. He's proved he's a leader. Uh, he gives weird press conferences, and I like that. He says strange things, and and the I don't, I'm not happy about the what happened this past Sunday with the concussion. I mean, that's something he's going to learn from. But even the things that he said uh, the last couple of days is that you know he knows he has to play smarter, right. and as long as he, you know, that concussion was kind of a wake up call to him. Um, Completely, ex- still excited about what he brings. Um, so, by the by the way, I don't think, uh, barring you taking over the team, there's a better fit for the LA student body than the Stanford Cardinal architecture major. Thank you, Bryce. Bryce, the LA student body. Admit that it is. It's growing on you. 
It's a stupid. giant logo of an entire classroom of people with books. It's so stupid. It's it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Okay, well let's uh, maybe we we move on. I, I can't get you know, I can't get past this. I think we should end the podcast I've hit now. Marketing gold. Let's end the podcast now. I'm so upset right now about this. Dan, it's been it's <coughs> been fun. We're going to come back here a week from now, break into the studio once again. We are, and I'll get over the student body thing. Uh, and I will say this, that you sh- everyone out there should read the ATL blog. Yep. And uh, thanks again to Dave Damashek um, of the Dave Damashek football program for uh, involving us in his, his game. A mensch. He's a mensch. Uh, he's not listening to this. No. Even now it's tacked, in, tacked on to the end of his podcast, you would think he would listen. No, he's pressed stopped 13, 14 minutes ago. He pressed stopped on his uh, little <clears throat> right. iTunes. He's throwing it to us, and then he's clicking stop and shutting down his laptop. That's life. You know, listen, hey, we're, we're amateurs compared to Mr. Oh, yeah. Dave Damage. No, we bow down to Dave. He's a great guy, and he's been very good to us. So um, until next week, uh, this is Dan Hansa signing off. Mark Sessler. ATL Debate Club. We'll we'll see you again. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.